Thanks for joining me on the Tech of Sports and iHeartRadio this week. And uh, a great new book that's been out for, uh, I think, most of the year, but uh, um, just coming to my attention. I'm glad it did because uh, written by Bob Wilbur, um, a great a great book, sports-related. Um, a hockey player meets a baseball player, and uh, it, re- it really goes from there. And just a, a, a pleasure to be joined by Bob Wilbur, who spent most of his life in sports in different capacities. And now I'm glad to see that he's writing books because uh, we'll all get some enjoyment out of that. And I know it's probably therapeutic for him. So, uh, Bob, thanks for coming on this week as I'm, I'm battling losing my voice. Well, I'll, I'll see if I can save you in that regard, but thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm in Atlanta, and the allergies have just been nonstop for me. So uh, it's been, uh, this year has really been a challenge. But uh, um, I'll let you uh, kind of talk about the book here for a minute and uh, really impressed. And uh, this, is a, uh, this is a great effort and would make a great holiday gift or just for somebody that uh, wants an impelling story and uh, with kind of a sports background. Yeah, it's, um, people ask me if it's a sports book, and I, I tell them it's a life book. Uh, it's full of life lessons, and it's two engaging characters, uh, but it's told through a sports lens. There's, you know, there's a lot of baseball, a lot of hockey in it, and, um, and, and I wrote it in the first person as the two characters. So uh, that, that was the most fun part of it, was becoming those two guys. A uh, hockey player from the northern tier of Minnesota, uh, where hockey is absolute life, and um, and a baseball player from Southern California, and I played minor league ball with a few guys who, who gave me all that input uh, unconsciously back then. But I, I still remember how they were and, and what what it was like for them to be like beach uh, surfers, but who also were great baseball players. So I, I basically invented these two characters: uh, the baseball player and the hockey player. Put them in real life situations. It's, technically in the historical uh, fiction genre because the rest of the book is, is fact. Yeah. Uh, it's real events, real places, real places, real people. And uh, But the two guys are totally made up and uh, they still to this day live in my head uh, rent-free. Yeah, how difficult is that, Bob? Kind of, you're kind of Forrest Gumping uh, a little bit, taking two uh, fictional characters and, and putting them in real life. And uh, how difficult or how easy is that to do? Well, I thought it would be very difficult, and it did, it did take two years to write, but um, I actually adapted to it really well. The, the whole concept of doing something in this genre to me was, okay, I've been writing stuff all my life, uh, and I've been a PR guy for 22 years, and I've done all this other thing, and I wrote my autobiography first, uh, Fastballs and Burnout, and uh, let's try something different. Let's, let's try to push the envelope and see how, how I can adapt to a completely different style of writing. And, um, and so I, I landed on this concept, and uh, gosh, I mean, I wasn't a few chapters into it when I realized this is what I was meant to write. This is the book that was waiting for me to write it. So uh, I'm, I'm really proud of it and very, very pleased with the reception. Yeah, we're with Bob Wilbur here. That's, that's great to hear, Bob, because a lot of times when writers start writing uh, something different or from a different perspective... They uh, they encounter a lot of blocks and uh, they have a hard time with it. But it sounds like it flowed pretty well for you. It did flow. It flowed very well. Like I said, um, you know, these guys were in my head. I, 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 the first thing I did for the book, as opposed to just sitting down and writing chapter one, was I wrote for my own sake. I wrote a couple of character studies so I would know the guy. 
I, I wanted to write, just, just for me, no one ever saw these other than me. I, I just wanted to know who they were, how they acted, what their voices were like. Because now a surfer dude from California and a hockey player from Minnesota will talk differently and they will write differently. So I needed to know the guys, and that's what I did. And I think that was what got me going, was that, like, all right, these guys are friends of mine. I know them. I know what they do. I'll let them write the story. And uh, writing it in their voices, that's what I did. I just sat down every day and said, okay, guys, uh, what, what's on path today? And they took me where I wanted to go. Yeah, the book is How Far, Bob Wilbur. Uh, sports fans will love it. It's a life book, positive, uh, it's a uh, personal growth, uh, a lot going on here, and, and just a great, uh, a great read from, from Bob. And, Bob, the only thing missing was the, uh, the two characters didn't form a drag racing team and, uh, and, and, beat, and beat John Force in a, in a race at the end of the book. That's the only thing missing. Well, you know, there, there could be a sequel. <laughs> there absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You, got, you, have a lot more, you have a lot more sports life stories to draw on, that's for sure. I do, I do. I'm very fortunate in that regard. I'm just, uh, I'm, a, I'm a lucky kid. I, I'm 66 now, but I, I still tell people, you know, everybody says you can't pick your parents, but I won the lottery. My, my dad was a Major League Baseball player. My mom was a glass ceiling buster uh, and, a, and a PR person. So I got all of those genes kind of mixed together and, and I've lived a very fortunate life and it, it's fun to put it into words. Yeah, you're a former minor league player yourself, sports PR guy. Um, the, the book is fantastic. Yeah, I think you've definitely found uh, what you're meant to be writing at this point in your life. And uh, let's just talk about, I, I know you from drag racing. Uh, how much do you miss uh, standing uh, behind those uh, behemoth uh, uh, funny cars and, uh, um, and holding that, uh, at, that video camera at the, at the starting blocks? <laughs> well... I'll tell you what, there's nothing in the world. No. Uh, like, nothing in the world like that. And, and yeah, I always shot our video for 20 years with two funny car teams I worked for and the drivers. Um, I love that. I miss that. I don't miss the travel. Um, that, and that's why at, at the age of 60, I said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm done with airports and TSA lines and a bad hotel in little towns yeah. outside of big cities. We rarely raced in a big city. My hometown is St. Louis. That was really the one chance every year we had to race in a, in a big city because well, the track there is right right across the river from the arch. So, well, um, Las Vegas. Las year, Vegas. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. The track is way north. Yeah. But, um, we always stayed down. We always stayed down on the strip, and uh, I'm proud to say that I think after however many years we raced there twice a year, I I came out on top on the slot machine, so it was all good. But. Uh, but again, nothing like standing there, and, and I've written about this before, that um, standing at the starting line for the final round, when you've got a chance to either be nothing or everything, right? You're going to either win or lose. It's the walk-off from heaven. You don't know. And I remember standing there, like, trying to win Indy. And I, I had the camera in my hand, hoping I wasn't, my hands weren't shaking, and thinking, you know, four seconds from now, one of these two teams is going to be going nuts and the other group is going to hang their heads and walk away, and we don't know. It, it is the walk-off of all time, and fortunately for me, I, I was on the winning end of about 30 of those, and including Indy, and uh, there's nothing like it, absolutely nothing like it. I just, I just couldn't deal with the travel anymore. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's, it's over with so fast that uh, you, ha- you really, it's hard to even, 
ingest it and, and appreciate it while it's happening, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, and I always said people think I have the best seat now because I'm literally the closest person to the car when, when the funny car leaves, but I had the worst view because yeah. I'm looking through a one-inch square lens, lens on, a, on a video camera, and I, I never really knew what happened at the end unless the other car blew up or smoked the tires. If it was close, I had no idea who won until I heard my guy behind me. That's how I knew. Yeah, we're with author Bob Wilbur. Uh sports marketing sports PR you were really Bob you were kind of a trendsetter you were one of the first uh, especially in auto racing that had a like a daily or weekly blog that you kept up with that people could read and and kind of get inside uh, information or just kind of get information we normally wouldn't get from the TV broadcast or being at the race you had a very popular blog uh, and, and NHRA really uh, kind of put you out front with that uh, um, almost 20 years ago how, how, how was that well it was it was life-changing what it was um, it all happened when uh, these new things we had hadn't even heard of yet called blogs uh, were, were kind of becoming commonplace and uh, Phil Burgess uh, wonderful, incredibly talented editor of National Dragster Magazine and NHRA.com reached out to a bunch of us, PR people saying you know, we, we got to get on this bandwagon, we got to write blogs, whether you ghostwrite it for your, for your driver or have him try to write it and you edit it, uh, let's go and I said, look, I was working for Del Worsham at the time and I said, he, my driver lives in Southern California I live in Minnesota um I don't think these blogs should be about what happened at the racetrack. That's, that's already out there. Everybody knows what happened at the racetrack. They should be about life. They should be about what you did today, where you went to dinner, when, where are you and your wife going on vacation. I, so I told him, look, I have to decline. I, I don't think I can fake that. Um, uh, Dell doesn't have the time to give me all that information. And, and Phil said the immortal words, okay, let's see if a guy nobody ever heard of can write about stuff they don't care about and still entertain <laughs> and I took that as my challenge and I did I just I wrote I'm still writing it by the way yeah. I just had to move it we just had to move it to my family's charity website the Perfect Game Foundation but um, it, yeah it was that, that was my goal was to just give every reader a chance to know what it was like to be a PR guy in racing right um, and because they don't know no one knew no one knew me um, it changed my life, and, uh, and and I continue to reap the benefits of it because of that blog. And I appreciate everybody who ever read it. it still does. Yeah, we got to know you and, and a lot about drag racing from uh, from reading the blog. We're wrapping up here with Bob Wilbur. Uh, his autobiography, also published uh, about five years ago, uh, Bats, Balls, and Burnouts, is a great read. And now uh, fiction with How Far. And uh, just wrapping up with, again, sorry if I'm talking too much drag racing with you, Bob, but uh, where, where are we with drag racing right now? Has it kind of peaked? Has it, uh, I mean, we're losing some of the, uh, some of the popular racers from, from the past, but there's a new good crop coming up. I know you still follow it some, um, as I do. I've covered drag racing for years. Um, where are we with NHRA right now? And uh, as it compares to... Uh, you know the the world of auto racing, which is uh, has been challenged lately. Yeah, no, I, I I stay right on top of it, and and still 
Uh, one of my best friends in that sport is Krista Wilkerson, Tim Wilkerson's wife. Yep. We just became really close friends when I worked for Timmy for eight years. And, uh, and, and I think everybody out there is pretty excited about where drag racing is right now. Um, the, the problem is, yeah, you know, it's a generational sport, and, and, and the older guys, unfortunately older men and women, uh, you do pass on. And there has to be a pipeline full of young, exciting talent, and there is. Um, you're going to lose some racetracks, and that's just a function of uh, suburban sprawl. You know, these they, they built a lot of these tracks out in the middle of nowhere because they're very loud and they're hard to live by. So they built them out in the country, and cities have grown, and now there's million-dollar homes a mile away, and those homeowners associations are, are complaining about the noise. Um, and then the, and at that point also, the, the, the property itself becomes more valuable than the income generated by a track. So that happens, but you move on, and you find your hot spots, and uh, the TV ratings are great. Uh, the, the deal with Fox is fantastic. It's the best TV deal NHRA ever had. Um, and uh, I, I know I think the racing's better than ever as well, just from afar. I watch it online or, or on TV every weekend. So uh, they're in Vegas this weekend or next weekend or whatever weekend. I kind of lose track. But um, I, I watch them whenever they're out there. And it's, uh, it's a phenomenal sport. It's, it's best uh, watched in person. Yeah. then you get a feel for how powerful it is and then once you've seen one race in person the tv show gets better because you understand what tv can't give you which is the, the power of it um and uh, so i i have nothing but high expectations for the growth of the sport yeah i agree we lost our track here in the metro atlanta area so uh yeah, definitely what you said is true, but uh, as, as you said, as uh, time goes on, things get bigger and better, and, uh, and I think NHRA is strong enough to keep growing, and uh, there really is a good, cr- good crop of young, uh, of young drivers out there that uh, are pretty exciting. Yeah, I agree 100%, absolutely. We're wrapping up here with Bob Wilbur, and uh, we'll put all the links in the show notes uh, to the book. It's called How Far, available on all the platforms. And, uh, Bob, thanks for coming on. Great talking to you. It was great to, to find out about this. And uh, good luck with the book. I, I know it's doing well and can't wait to see what's next. All right, thanks. Uh, I can't wait to see what, what's next myself. So I appreciate you having me on. Thank, thanks, Bob.